0: I, hey, what's up? I'm thinking Jakey's.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Eric, we're starting.
1: Oh, hey.
2: <laughs> wow. How
0: what? are y'all? Hey. <laughs> <What? Okay. laughs> you should take that all the way home.
2: Take you home. Oh. <laughs>
0: I feel like it'll be my head, but I'll take you I'll take you both home and take you out to dinner and give you a steak and I'm not talking about the meat. Please take us well, to Jakey's. My meat. I don't want
2: steak. I want you, sushi, can you
1: go want Jakey's? Fine. I'll uh, put my peanut oh, sushi. I don't
0: know. I, I'm trying too hard
1: for jugs. Too yeah. What? I don't know. I'm just saying yeah. So let's let's do our thing here. so welcome to the M and N show. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna do it this time
0: Please do, I'm really bad at it today
1: <laughs> Welcome to the M&N show um, Where the M stands for uh,
0: Metric system
1: And the N stands for Not your mama's movie
0: Not your mama's metric system
1: Not, not, nope not
0: no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Today,
1: so, so, um, Noah. Uh, we're interviewing our. Uh, this is a segment we are trying out for, um, for right now or whatever. We're gonna. We're planning on doing it more in the future. We're interviewing our good friend Derek. Um, his uh, his artist name is Kai Red. Check him out. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what we're doing today.
0: Yes. Welcome Derek.
1: Hello. Should, should we clarify the spelling? Yeah, probably. Why don't
0: you might tell them?
1: Um, it is Q I R E D. So, Kyred. Um, and backwards, but
0: it's, that spells Derek.
1: Yes. So. Holy original. It's so don't actually it's, it's pretty original. Um, it's pretty catchy. If, if you did my name backwards to be own And I feel like that just doesn't have a Like the thing that Kyred does So uh, I, I, I like be it Lick- Hick Tim, Lick- Tim. <laughs> name would
2: be Hick Tim
0: <laughs> Mitchell backwards is Lick Tim
2: Alright no, no Hick Tim <laughs> H-C-T-I-M I
0: was doing my whole do name Mitchell. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right. All right. This is
0: not okay. my name.
1: Let, let me do it for you, Mitch. It'd be let 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 him let him. That's kind of nice.
0: Lick Tim. You guys know Tim? All right. I swear right. I'm not gay, but I keep staring at the skid. So here we are. Well. As Noah said, today we are interviewing Derek. Uh, Derek is one of my close friends, and introduced him to Noah. So we're all the three best of buds, and uh, I'll let Derek actually introduce himself in terms of his music. So Derek, tell the people about
2: you. Um, okay, so most of my music, like on my artist thing, music producer stuck in the mid-90s. I would say a lot of influence from like Nine Inch Nails, uh, video game music, specifically soundtracks from Nobuo Uematsu, uh, like Final Fantasy music and stuff like that. Um, With a bit of Bowie and other instrumental stuff thrown in. Very nice. Yeah.
0: So this will be different, of course, from our album discussion podcast, because we're not discussing an album. We're, of course, discussing Derek and his discography, so... For all those at home, how it's going to work is um, Noah and I each have five questions. Uh, mine go more in detail in terms of user career, and I think um, Noah's be more general, more about Derek as a person himself. So we're just going to go back and forth and get to know this uh, sexy beast we're lucky to call a friend. So thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Uh, Noah, do you want to go first? Start off. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll,
1: um, I was just going to ask him this. Um, So, like, what exactly um, was, I mean, I have to go too personal, but, like, what what was your upbringing in terms of, like, music and everything like that? And, uh, like, what exactly, like, brought you to today in terms of, like, you growing up and, um, you know, becoming a musician in your own right? Are talking about
2: like general background or like yeah, background stuff I listen music. to and stuff? Okay. Um, that's actually a pretty in-depth question. So my mom is from Texas and she moved up here with family and stuff. Uh, had me when she was 19. And just to go into some woo-woo kind of origins, whenever my mom was still pregnant with me, she was living up in KC at the time. Huh. And uh, she was at a church and one of the i was kicking to the music or whatever and <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like southern gospel music you know not that contemporary you know oh praise uh, the lord there's <laughs> that uh, yeah you
1: know
2: but i guess i was kicking during the whole time and the pastor said oh it's like oh he's like, oh, like john the baptist he's gonna be either a preacher or a musician so like That's something my mom just recently told me that I thought was pretty relevant. I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, But in terms of that, she would always play me like that old kind of, you know, Southern gospel music whenever I was in the womb. But she also listened to a lot of like 80s stuff. And then when I was growing up, I would listen to a lot of rap. So maybe not like Notorious B.A.G., but I would listen to, you know, a lot of Tupac and Warren G., a lot of that classic 90s g-funk um so that has kind of a bearing on my music but i also listen to a lot of like grunge and uh you know like nirvana and stuff um and then when my mom and dad split one of the times uh my mom had a boyfriend who played a lot of zeppelin and stuff so you know when i was like eight you know six to eight kind of range period i would listen to a lot of that stuff um A lot of the stuff that I listened to didn't come up until later on, whenever I was actually starting to explore stuff myself. Uh, But I've always been, like, super drawn to music. That's always been my favorite part of, like, movies and video games. And I love listening to the radio. I used to sing Tina Turner and CCR when I was, like, super (laughs) young. Uh, But, you know, once you hit middle school, you're, like, trying to express yourself more, so... I just wanted to do music and that's when I picked up guitar like age 12 or 13 and just kind of started teaching myself. So I didn't really like make stuff then, but I would just kind of fiddle around and try to learn how
1: to play some basic Nirvana songs and whatnot. Yeah. Wow. So like, um, have you, were you ever into like, uh, vocal music or are you strictly just, uh, about instrumental composition and, um, um Figuring that
2: out. I like both. Yeah, I mean, I would write lyrics, but then I would just kind of fiddle around and make like instrumental pieces. And I never really married the two. They were pretty separate in mind because I never really thought of myself as a more vocal kind of artist. Yeah, Um, That's been more of a recent development. I've actually wanted to do vocal stuff, but instrumental has always been my main thing because I've wanted to just compose you know like pieces of music instead of yeah, songs
1: it, it's kind of interesting that you didn't really um travel down the whole vo- vocal path because um whenever i heard you um shout out to both of y'all's songs this is like their most one of their more more you know more mitchell and your y'all's co- collaborative piece you know headspace um I, when I heard that, it didn't really sound like you're like a new vocalist. It kind of just sounded like you've – it sounded like you, you, thought, you thought a lot about how your delivery would be and everything like that in that song specifically. And so it was, it was kind of interesting to me that you, that you haven't really – it didn't sound like you – you said you didn't really – you haven't done that often.
2: Like I always used to sing to myself, but I never – the first time I actually sang live was at the show that me and Mitch did for the Frank Sonata yeah. That's right. That was my first ever, like, performance, let it out, you yeah. know, vocal performance. And yeah. I've come out of my show a lot of that. And I've just kind of improved it just because I wanted to. Uh, in terms of, like, my vocal delivery on that, I uh, really like Frank Sinatra or, like, Michael Bublé. I love that kind of more, not operatic, but just, I don't know. There's something so timeless and, like, heartfelt about it and just... Sincere. You know,
1: and i did get that from 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 uh from your performance where i also could see like um i don't know I, maybe this is unintentional and it sounds like it probably was but like um i could also get a little bit of the bowie influence um,
2: yeah i, I mean and your delivery I like david I thought, bowie i like david bowie I no mean, like he's up
1: there yeah. yeah like bowie's whole like i don't know um it's just something about your delivery was sounded really a lot like Bowie in many respects and um it kind of had this like character to it rather than just someone who who had not that much experience in terms of vocal um, performance so it was really good I did really enjoy it thank you so I think in terms of that I've always
2: because like I like singing in the rain that's one of my favorite musicals mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really grow up watching a whole lot of musicals, but I like the more theatrical aspect. And I think that's what drew me to David. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see that. Um,
2: Rockadoodle. Have you ever seen Rockadoodle?
1: That is a late eighties, I think
2: animated feature. It starts off like live action. And then the kid goes into like cartoon world, but not really. It's pretty, it's like blended seamlessly but it's a lot of it, like 1950s style, like doo-wop and music. And oh man, that stuff gets me. That's one of my, I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. Or like the Goofy movie. Yeah. That's what I used to <laughs> like watch. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I like Michael Jackson. I like that. I like the David Bowie, the just more theatrical aspect of stuff. Cause I like, I don't know. I seem kind of reserved sometimes, but I like putting on a good show, at least for myself, because
1: I've always, you know, just grown up and me using my own self. Yeah. Um, Mitchell, by the way, uh, you... <laughs> I forgot you were even here.
0: No, <laughs> the M N show. <laughs> i was letting Derek speak. I didn't want to interrupt.
1: Oh, that's very nice of you. What are you gonna say? I said that's very nice of you. I was just, I was just gonna say like. um, Uh, What were we going to ask?
0: Well, I mean, just to end on um, what you were saying, um, uh, Derek and I individually release music and we've been in a band and we've done music a long time. So the song Headspace, Noah mentioned is the most different of my songs, but it's most evident of, we're very similar in our tastes and like, I guess friendship, but we're very different in how we sing just because I'm very methodical and have to hit every note a precise way. And just like, it has to be like a really fluid river, like a really emotion. And I mean, Derek's kind a story about that. He definitely has the swagger of Sinatra and Bo in his voice. Like, Yeah. yeah I, just know. Kind I don't, of like, I don't you know. want to say lounge music because I feel like that just paints like some shitty 40 year old in a hotel bar doing
2: his thing. Hello. How are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: Like, it, w- it's- it was hard on my ground because I really liked that song. It's just, like, for some reason it wasn't sticking all the way it's just because me and Derek just sing so differently. So, like, I do admire that swagger he has, which he always claims to be so modest, but he didn't seem to be so modest there, even though we're singing about burnout and depression. It came through. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Check it out if you please. But uh, on to my question, it seems. So, Derek, as we were talking about earlier, you and I have now known each other about two and a half years and we met at a Halloween party, which is how we became friends and how you joined our then band, the Frank Sinatas. We, it, it could have taken over the world, I say. The name
1: was classic. Y'all screwed it up.
0: <laughs> but I mean, when we met, like, he said he played bass. So I asked him to be in the band and that was really it. Like I didn't need to know much about him, but like <laughs> we've become, we've become great friends since then. But like nowadays, like he's very eclectic in his taste, but also his output. Cause he does acoustic, he does rap, he does uh, electronic, industrial video game soundtrack scoring. Like he does it all. But at least from that point in, in general, like I, I didn't know the exact age you started playing guitar like you just mentioned but like it seemed compared to me when I was in school I did choir I did band did all the typical stuff someone does there were a lot of typical things people do in school but it seemed like you didn't really have extensive background in that sense so like your music always felt like it had this outsider edge to it So like, and it definitely still feels like that knowing this now, but like my original question was, do you feel like that approach, like that kind of outsider approach makes your music better for you or in terms of like comparing it to somebody else who makes similar music or to someone who makes music like myself, like, how do you view it perspective?
2: I don't see it as better. I mean, it's just a different perspective, you know, it's just just, a different angle than I'm coming at you know?
0: Me personally does that like outsider approach like make your music stronger in any way or at least more filling to you if that makes any sense
2: oh uh hmm i would think so i mean a part of that that can get into philosophical stuff like it doesn't everything that we do for ourselves if we're you know proud of it fulfill us more than anything else that somebody else does I mean, I would say to a certain degree, I mean, whenever I'm like doing music, I'll listen to my own stuff and thoroughly enjoy it. Cause like, I don't want to make something that I don't like listening to. If I like listening to it, somebody else will, you know, maybe, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought. I don't think it's, I think it's just a different perspective and just kind of gives it its own flavor. I mean, I haven't really had any like lessons or anything. I never paid for any lessons. I've done a lot of it just learning myself. So I think in terms of that, I feel like it's more unfiltered through technique and you know knowledge that is built up over years. It's knowledge that I've built up over the years of my own accord and not used other people's stuff to discover my own stuff, you know what I mean? So
1: I you know, and to sort of bounce off that unfiltered aspect, um sometimes when I hear your music, I can kind of, kind of see um I know um Not similarities, I guess, sonically, but like similarities in terms of that, like unfiltered um, outsider uh, way of doing things. I can kind of draw similarities between that and like Tyler kind of has that nice raw Tyler, the creator, like the nice raw uh, quality in the production that I don't know. It's just you can't really get from um, you don't really get all the time.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things I like. I'm a fan of Tyler the Creator. I also like that he doesn't really he doesn't he's not super serious all the time when it comes to his lyrics. Yeah. Where otherwise it'll sound not serious, but it may actually mean something else. But that that kind of like raw production I really enjoy. It's in terms of my stuff, and it may sound like conceited. I I almost kind of come at it from a punk perspective because like Nirvana is like top top band i don't listen to them a whole lot anymore because i don't want to like ruin the songs for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah um but just coming at that from being a fan of music and just wanting to create music i i come at it from more of a punk standpoint like hey i'm gonna do this and just i'm not gonna let anybody else determine how i do it and that's why i do a lot of my stuff either electronically or i just kind of do it willy-nilly and just kind of yeah. roll with it so very nice
1: yeah I can I can see that honestly I really do. Um, um, do you want me to ask another question? Yeah, uh, that seems fitting. <laughs> that seems yeah. fitting. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, what um, would you say? Like, what sort of like m- memories or like feelings sort of compel you the most? to make the music you do
2: Hmm. like
1: what sort of what's what 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 kind of feelings and everything like that compels you to make your music the most
2: so when i first started not making music but like writing lyrics a lot of it was to deal with issues that i had with my father yeah um but when i actually and i was at that point i was just fiddling around my guitar and like I, i played in you know a band in church like i told mitch earlier um but it's that crazy was just to think
1: about to be honest
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he he was he was kind of uh you know confused by that too. uh it was a different time of life. I was trying something new, but mainly all my friends were there, so
0: it was a different time I was experimenting
2: I mean, I enjoy playing for the old folks at their you know the retirement home I mean that was super nice, but um in terms of like memories and stuff, you know. You have those normal negative things that inspire you to like express yourself like breakups and what or not um but I've been kind of thinking about this more lately, just i don't know just it's almost like creating a soundtrack for my own life is what I do a lot of it, and I feel like in terms of my own life uh, life itself is like bittersweet, so like there's good moments and stuff like when I go on walks, I'll think of not necessarily tunes but just kind of the emotion or just like what the moment holds. So I try to, like I have one song called Courage. It's it's literally just a repeating you know, chord progression on piano that just builds up in speed over time. And I like the aspect that it starts off slow. That's one of my favorite things about music is that different notes can mean different things. Uh, they can represent the same moment, but from different perspectives. I really like adding context to music. So I'll have like one melody passage and just altering the tempo or adding one other note on top of that can completely change the feel. but a lot of it, I just kind of go from intuition. Um, and then later on I'll apply like a title because I'm like, Oh, this reminds me of that time in my life. Um, like I have pieces that I haven't even released or anything that remind me of my times in Wyoming when I was still going for my undergrad. Um, there's a piece called sea sideways that is on Speculum, it's the last track on there that it thinks, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <Interesting>. it, <laughs> it reminds me of my mom, because I just threw the ocean sounds that I have in there, just willy nilly. But then as I was working on it a bit more, my mom loves the ocean and this, I don't know, it's a piece that always reminds me of my mom now. So it depends, because like the context that I make a song under at that time will not have the same bearing or it'll be expanded upon afterwards i don't know if that answered the questions (laughs)
1: yeah but But, you know that makes sense it kind of reminds me of um your approach to music kind of reminds me of uh like painting almost um where you like you paint something and then you you're like afterwards you're like hmm i want to name it this and and you know really even with like a representative work of art, you know, people have named things off the wall things, but it's because something personal to the artist. So I, I can kind of relate to that. I mean, cause I've, um, my other thing that I'm really experienced in um, oil painting, I kind of do some of that too. So I can understand where you're coming from on that. So it's just like, you know, you kind of get the it's kind of a intuitive experience
2: It's interesting that you say that because like before I started even like writing lyrics or like playing guitar, I was very visually art focused. Like I actually wanted to go to art school for a while. Um, And I don't really draw or paint as much anymore, but it's something I kind of been wanting to get back into. But that's what I used to do. I used to, because my father was actually a pretty good artist. Um, Like he could have been a tattoo artist, but that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, (laughs) But I really, I don't know. Cause
1: I, so does I, it relate to painting in like any sort of like almost like synesthetic way? Like, does it, do you view it kind of like painting?
2: In terms uh, of that sort of, but it's more of like a 3d kind of spatial thing. So when I do mm-hmm. a lot of my music, it's the emotions and where they're coming from. Cause I like to close my eyes and envision where certain sounds are coming from and how they stack up on other ones. Um, And so dependent upon that, like even that, if you notice, you might notice it in some stuff, I'll kind of shift something elsewhere or I'll bring something that somewhat sounds similar, but in a different, you know, 3d spatial area, because even that, you know, adds new context. It it changes your perspective, the whole situation. So when it turns or in terms of music, it's, I guess it's a mix of like a visual or more of like a, yeah like a visual representation of where i'm hearing stimuli coming from my surroundings or from what i'm doing entering in that kind of 3d headspace i don't necessarily associate it with, like colors or anything like
1: that so it's more of like uh like imagery
2: yeah it's like it's like oral imagery i guess wow that's it's crazy <laughs> that's that's how i like conceive of stuff um and especially as my stuff as of late, it's been kind of a bit more, I don't know, weird. I, uh, I definitely, there's a lot of repetition I've noticed in my music that I've tried to kind of cut out to a certain degree, but I think it's more representative of my mental state. Cause I'm, I, I'll have thought processes that don't necessarily have the same context, but will have the same pattern in terms of cycling. So if I, it's almost like a meditation thing. I'll have passages that go on longer because I want people to be in a certain headspace when they're listening to that. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) And then once I introduce something else, I want them to kind of go back and reflect on what that new element that I've added, how it changes what came before it um, and what it represents now or how, (laughs) I don't know. I like context is everything to me within my own stuff.
1: So, um, would you, um, well, I'm going to get to Mitchell and him asking a question about, I, I, I was going to say, uh, just to add on to that, would you like, would you say you value probably the experience of a whole album as sort of a work in itself more than a song? At least for uh,
2: my stuff. Okay. Um, I do, I don't know. It depends on the artist because there are certain artists like Michael Jackson, I don't have the same context with, you know, the whole album, but it's that more pop focused single type of stuff with my stuff. It's definitely, I'm always trying to tell a story, even if it's not one that's used in words or told in words. Um, So a lot of my stuff, I prefer, not prefer, but I think it would be, Helpful if people listen to it into in totality instead of just like bits and pieces. Yeah, um, because that's how I listen to music. I'll listen to an album throughout, and then whatever sticks out the most is what becomes my own singles from that album. And sometimes it's you know, most of the time it's not even like the main singles of an album or not.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. I, I I I can see that though. Whenever uh I've listened to your stuff, it seems like you kind of like the idea of having the album as like a whole work in itself and have its own feel, stuff like that. So, so anyway, I was going to say, Mitchell, you want to jump in
0: there? Well, first of all, again, I'm trying not to cut off the arc as much as possible. Every little... Let me know if I'm yeah.
2: doing too long.
0: No, you're good, man. This is great. I was going to say earlier, um, Derek and Noah specifically
2: make great art, so check them out sometime. They
0: collaborate. Too. Did You say me? Yeah, you. You have great paintings.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen any of your stuff. You should send me some pictures.
1: Oh, hell yeah, I will. I got I got my own uh my own art page. I don't I haven't added anything recently, but yeah. Is this on Instagram? I'll be adding... Because I'll look for you now. Yeah, it's nap underscore arts. So okay. Yeah it's it's pretty i uh i i focus mainly on on oil painting and uh yeah that's that's sort of my 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 thing
2: before so. we get to uh Michel's question i just want to expound my two favorite artists are uh van gogh and um i don't i'm not sure how to pronounce it because it's polish Zidla Beks, Do you know Ooh, who it is um,
1: uh, what kind of art does he do
2: he used to do a lot of photography but he does think of like geiger mixed with dolly you know he paints a lot of like hellscapes and stuff and he survived like world war ii um he also oh is he the is he
1: the um he was murdered in 2005 or six was he um spell that for me because i think i I actually know who you're talking about. The first um, name is
2: Z D I S L A W.
1: S L. That's either Bekinski or Beksinky.
2: Yeah.
1: Beksinki. Yeah. Yes, I know who this is.
2: Yeah, he's him and Van Gogh, uh, they're love, almost
1: like polar opposites. I love his art. Yeah, no. Uh, very much a surreal surreal artists I love surrealism yeah no. I know but I it's funny because I can actually see a little bit of that in your music Um whenever I've, I've listened to it I mean um I know I've talked about this song a lot and I, I can't remember exactly the name of it but is that one really creepy song that you really put it <laughs> man I look like an idiot right now but here, I'm gonna look Hold up on. Your... I'll... yeah I was about to look it up for you too here me... I'll look it up here one second. Um God, I love that song. Um Is it on the weathered veneer? I th- think um looking at your
2: Is it Corpus Dysmorphia? Yes. Oh yeah. That's a that's an interesting one. That's a very
1: personal one. Say it again so that everybody can look it up. Corpus dysmorphia. Corpus dysmorphia, it's an awesome mm-hmm. song. I listened to it when I was in the car. I remember this. Um, <laughs> uh, what, which, which album was it? Remind me. Weathered Veneer. Weathered Veneer. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, I, this is when I was like, first starting to like, I was like, okay, I'm going to check out Kyred. Um, this is before I even knew you. So yeah. I only knew you literally by Kyred. <laughs> um, and I was like starting to listen to it. And I was like, I got to this song and I was in the car and I had it turned all the way up and it scared me. <laughs> like it literally scared me i was like dang that was really that was a really good uh that was a really good production like to, to actually like make me like creeped out and it's like one of my like it's still to this i i, I mean i i admit i will have to listen to your work a little bit more cuz i'm not like as familiar with it yeah but like uh as of now that's my still my favorite and i can that's a see sad that. that's a sad song it's a sad song it is a sad song but i can like i can see the influence of that like it it feels like one of those paintings if you were to look at one of his paintings that's what it feels like to me
2: yeah this song is just like the audio representation of my disgust with my own body <laughs> jeez it's pretty much like, like literally corporal dysmorphia is just
1: body dysmorphia under a more pretentious name. It, it you can feel that you can feel like totally just like like not comfortable at all. Yeah. If you're trying to go for like the 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 feeling of being very very much uncomfortable and not comfortable in your own like surroundings and your own skin in that moment, yeah, I can. That that's really it. Was really good it was really if that's what you're going for that's what you got
2: well a lot of my stuff i don't i don't have set out with like a thing that i'm doing it just kind of occurs naturally i'll work on just like a beat and then i'll just start fiddling around with like you know notes and stuff that i add and then it's a really long process before a song even gets a definitive title or like mm-hmm. this reminds me of my own part of myself or whatever Wow. so like that song
1: initially started as i don't know let's just kind of make something that's it wow that's (laughs) really interesting because it's it's just sounds it sounds way more like you had an idea from the beginning yeah no i just
2: work from we'll see how this plant grows like i'll plant a seed on the you know the program or whatever and we'll just see where it goes from there
1: that's crazy Whatever i'm kind of
2: feeling at the time i guess
1: all right. Well, I guess I'm going to send it over. That was a good, good uh, shout out there for that song and that <laughs> album. Check it out. Um, Mitchell, what were you going to say?
0: <laughs> well, first of all, I thought the running joke of this podcast is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm going to let Mitchell say his question, but first. <laughs> <laughs> Also, literally throughout ten minutes, you just answered my second question without me having to ask at all. Just in two different parts. So, what
2: was your second question?
0: Just more about your process and how you get ideas for music and stuff. Yeah, well, a lot actually, of it's really, uh, I mean, well, at least to how I wrote it out, it seemed like he answered. But I mean, I can answer it anyway if you want to tie up any loose ends. It's fine with me. I mean, I wrote it out as like. Majority of your music is, 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 is instrumental. And I, I feel like you and me, I write lyrics mostly, and you typically do instrumental passages. So, um, at the same thing, you're trying to tell a story uh, without words in a more abstract yet just as emotional way. Or, I was thinking about this the other day, I mean, when I listen to songs, I mean, what I try to do is I notice when I listen to music, it's a lot of uh, sympathy versus empathy in the sense of um, when people are writing about emotional topics or things personal to them, uh, there are a lot of good songs in the sense that, you know, you understand what they're going through and you can sympathize with them, but you know, either you haven't been through it or you haven't been through it enough to really feel that. And I feel like you and me try to approach the song with trying to fill it as much palpable feeling as it has to like have anyone who listens to it, be able to feel what we feel, along with us.
2: Yeah, you just you come from a more, you know, like word oriented thing.
0: Yeah, we just it's like two different ways at the same endpoint, but like it was just like since you do it so instrumentally I was just curious like your specific process, like if you came up with melodies in your head and you just build upon that and what the software you use, like as you said, fiddling around with sounds and just ideas. Yeah, or if you just like mess around until you find something that strikes a chord and then go from there
2: that's like, pretty much what i do is just i just it's what i've always done ever since i picked up guitar is that i would just start playing and then want something like oh okay let's develop this further and this is kind of how i've always done i don't when i set out to try to do something i'm never happy with it i just kind of have to let it come out um, and I can kind of taint my own process to a degree because if I'm like, Oh, I really like this i'm gonna develop this further I'm gonna make it as you know good as possible before I release it. I feel like I would think too much about it, so it's like I really have to find a middle ground between organic and mean you know it's kind of like a battle between. You know my more primal emotive self, and then the logical side. Like, hey, you want to make sure this sounds as good as possible before you put it out. Oh, let's fix this little thing here. Um, I don't know. So that's a constant struggle that I got to deal with.
0: Yeah, I've been there, like full. Uh, I've been there real time with you as that's happening.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, most of the time it's just it's it's pretty much organic. That's all. Or yeah, just organic. Same thing with like singing. Um, is that I'll just kind of sing to my own stuff or I'll just think of like one line that I come up with when I'm just thinking to myself while I'm at work or something. Then I'll just develop that further. So I don't know, that's been a running challenge is coming up with a way to integrate stuff that I do write as far as like lyrics and music. But I feel the more just pure music side a lot more strongly than I do, you know, complete songs, you know, in the like kind of pop oriented way.
0: I mean, I definitely relate because like, I mean, a lot of your songs, at least first listen, do feel extinctual, almost primal, just like um, either going off instinct or just trying your hardest to get something or just has this kind of brash sound, but also like similar to Corpus Dysmorphia, that entire project it's just um, very just in the moment, like very brooding and uh, demented. Yeah, that was... (laughs) It's pretty tortured. It's a primal soundscape, what it's trying to approach, but also, like, I'm trying not to, I don't want to, like, use this to reference my music, it's just, like, you know, we've made music together for years, so, like, it's easy to talk about it, but we're very methodical because, like, I'm very organic as well, like, it's hard, it's really hard for me to sit down and just fiddle with things until something works, like, a lot of my songs take, like, a year to get done, just because, like oh I got some lyrics all right I'll wait for a melody and then I come with a melody <laughs> months later and then like it it only goes faster I force myself to like push it out with like other artists but, like
2: see that's we like the complete opposite in some ways because like I don't come up with melodies in my head I let those come, but when it comes to words I'm pretty methodical about that especially like when I'm writing more like rap oriented stuff I I'm Constantly, like, oh, re-editing, editing. How does this flow and stuff? But that makes sense, you know, for me doing it on that aspect of like making a song. The music part comes a lot more naturally. True.
0: Gotcha. Well, I'm going to take the uh, interview football and uh, pass it back on to Noah. <laughs> <You> need this? <laughs> Why'd you intercept me? Ah, oh.
1: oh, shit! <laughs> now you have to ask the question to yourself. <laughs> Are you feeling right now, i You feeling <laughs> good? You need more water. Yeah, maybe.
2: Here yeah. We go.
1: <laughs> That's a good question. there's quality right there. Um, <laughs> um let's see. Um mine's he has everything prepared and I'm more like off the cuff here. I'm 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 a wild I'm a wild man here.
0: You can't tame him. I've tried. <laughs> you
1: can't <laughs> tame me. Um so what do you think um where do you think your music Will go um, in the future. Do you, where do you see yourself in terms of like how you progress um, from now? Never really. You
2: know? I don't have like any like visions of fame or any of that. I just make music to express myself. I mean, I hope one day somebody stumbles upon myself, like even a hundred years from now, and it's like, oh wow, um, there is an artist called nick drake he made like one album that got completely not noticed no marketing this was back in the like 70s and then it wasn't until like the 90s or even the early 2000s people actually started to notice and some stuff and so that's how i kind of see my own stuff happening if it does get discovered or like van gogh you know one of my favorite my other favorite painter His stuff was kind of ridiculed at the time, like, oh, this is whatever. But then later on, it became more notable. And so that's kind of how I see my stuff kind of being. My main goal when I do create music is to just do it because I love to do it. But also, I want to be remembered, you know, even if it's for the smallest thing. I want some kind of imprint on this world beyond, you know, just working at some retail shop or something, you know. You know, even if it doesn't get noticed by the vast millions of people, it'll get noticed by some people later on. It'll yeah. Like, oh, this music I really like. Who was this person?
1: Is know. there any areas you want to go to in your music that you haven't really gotten to yet?
2: I would like to do a bit more pop oriented stuff. Um, you know, more vocal stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I think at that, or even rap, I, I've talked to Mitch about this. I have a project I'm kind of working on uh called goldfish and it's more of a comedy rap thing and i've sent him the transcript i don't want to send it to you because i want you to be completely surprised by it because i think you'll enjoy it more (laughs) um but it's it's something i'm like okay let's kind of break what i've been doing lately because i feel like i've been kind of in a rut and then i want to do more acoustic stuff um but as far as like exposure and all that I don't know i mean more fans are always nice but not because i want money i just i want more people to be able to listen to my music and identify with it in the same way that i've listened to you know some of my favorite artists and identified and Mm -hmm. how that has impacted my life and stuff
1: yeah okay yeah that's a good answer (laughs) um can we do a football analogy too no no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, shoot you a, a baseball here okay you ready, Mitch? You shoot ready?
0: The baseball.
1: Oh, man, you missed it. Oh, you got it. You got it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> you said
0: the baseball. <laughs> but also, you, uh, that was my fifth question, so I'll just go back to my third. <laughs> just kidding. I'm
1: getting... No way. Yes,
0: yeah, so you, you keep you keep hitting my questions out of the park.
2: As long as they get answered, it doesn't matter.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm loving it here, so I'm not mad about it at all. It's just funny. we did not discuss this prayer, so probably do that some
1: For for context, um, the, this whole day I've been working on literally, um, for this for the audience, um, a presentation. So like we we're like, uh, I, let's do let's do the the video, and I was gonna pre- prepare like questions, but I've been working like at school and crap, so. I haven't really prepared anything. (laughs) So that's the context.
0: Well, that was my last question. A lot of the main points. I mean, I can can probably move on back to the end, but I feel like I got most of of what I was listening to. I mean, the only thing I guess he really didn't answer is like, I'll ask my next question. This is just like a pre-question just to add on to the end of Noah's. It's just like, my main question was like, I was i was going to ask what you want or hope people get out of it which you know the same things you felt when listening to other artists but also like if you saw making music like you do now is uh, purely a passion a means to an end in terms of like getting jobs and scoring like movies or video games or if it's something you'd consider pursuing in its current form full time in the sense that um, like your music is so off the wall and like outsider and abstract I don't see it like being like on the top of the pop charts, but like no, it's no, definitely no. it's definitely something like a devout cult audience would latch onto. So I'm just curious where you see that going or where you want it to go.
2: If I did any like, you know, more professional stuff, I would probably see myself doing a more like indie movies or like indie game tracks. Because I feel like there's a certain level of money that gets involved and just oversight that gets involved with major movies that you start losing kind of that human element. And when you do, you know, more indie stuff, it's a lot more natural. It's a lot more unfiltered. And even though it may get critically panned or whatever, there's going to be people who still identify with that. I mean, look at like the evil dead movies, you know, he, it was popular enough to get like a remake, which was, the second movie also it's weird but then people are like oh wow or um you know like any cult thing that's a good point you know uh what is it the one with tim curry i
1: can't believe i'm freaking this i'm talking about uh rocky horror
2: yeah rocky horror like that type thing or the room even though the room is a terrible like movie in the terms of being effective in telling its story or having a good starring actor it's still so just indicative of who Tommy Wisseau is as a person and who he 's trying to be or who he presents himself is to be it's just it's silly and it's earnest even when it 's really not i don 't know <laughs> and it just says so much about the person i don 't know I like the artur aspect of stuff um you know like undertale i don 't Do you play video games, Noah?
1: I know of Undertale, yes. Yeah,
2: Undertale. Like, it's completely done by one person. And, like, I've dabbled in making my own, like, video games and stuff. And Toby Fox, you know, he did all the programming. He did the story writing. He did the music even. And I really like...
1: Dang. Crazy.
2: Yeah. I really like that aspect of having complete control, not because you don't want other people involved, but just because you want to be able to express yourself in the full amount. And when other people get in there, it adds a different context to everything. Now there, I, I like working with other people like, you know, like with Mitch and stuff and the rest of the people that were in the Frank Sonatas, it's just, it's not as personal to me. Like, Hey, yeah, I'll write like a cool baseline for somebody else. I you know I'm down to do that or just jam, but it's going to be a different kind of beast than if I'm just doing stuff myself. Sure. So I do a lot of my own album artwork too. So
0: Which ties back to being an amazing artist and great at everything. So you are an I
2: consider myself a very notori. shitty <laughs> Renaissance man.
0: Well, I, I greatly admire that take on it because that's exactly how I approach things. I yeah. want the control to express myself. And just I'm stubborn as well. And like to have hands on in every little facet of things. But...
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. if you're trying to present, you know, a very specific thing and other people are trying to help, it, it just doesn't always work out because you feel like you're contradicting yourself and or compromising the actual vision that you have. Now, if it's a collaborative thing, like if me and you worked, you know, like on Headspace, like that was completely organic still, but... You know, we worked on that together because we had shared experiences and it made those separate ideas better by connecting the two, I feel like, so.
0: Yeah, that, that was very organic. It literally just started with me with like a, just being depressed on your floor, like life in general, and just like, you played a beat and I said some lines and we went from there, like, it took a year to get done, almost, but like it was a very organic process. So.
2: Sorry, it's your mom, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bam, 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 Sorry, bam, I just bam. gotta undercut the sentimentality. Let's let's get it back to like a good middle ground.
0: I'm cutting my obvious admiration for you, about this entire thing. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, that was the ending. I you know say,
1: what? Wait, I was about to say you didn't ask that really good question. I saw on here. You didn't ask the question where you were gonna ask him about the song he liked because that's a really good question and I really we'll want to know.
0: Have to do we'll have to set that
1: up? Or oh, is that what you're gonna do? Okay, yeah. set it up.
0: I was just asking like any remaining like strand that from your question and then move on to that. One. But, yes, I was about
1: to. Okay.
0: you. That's,
2: that's two for you, and two for there. There, oh, I'm yeah. dodging them. Oh. three. Shit. Okay. <laughs> it's because I want to look at him on my wall. Thank you. Aww. Just, I'm gonna use a magic eraser on it later.
0: My heart is winning. So is something else, but that's not true. Really- <laughs> so, uh, yes, this is the question. Noah is excited about apparently, which is nice. This to-
1: is yeah. This is my favorite question.
0: Okay, so as I said, met Derek two and a half years ago, house party, became slow friends, and that was like, two. I was just, uh, short answer, I had come to Springfield for college, freshman year, is when I met Noah, but then I left for a year because of a lot of personal things and just not really feeling ready to uh, leave the nest or like, just, I wasn't fully prepared to strike out on my own. And then I met Derek visiting town again, and then I don't. I don't know if we talk much before I moved back. I can't remember that far back. I guess those. I can't th- either. But uh, we started talking again and pretty regularly once band practice got up and once you know we just started doing our own thing. But uh, I remember like I don't remember when he put it out. But like he sent me like some of his first electronic albums or just the beginnings of Kyred or just either archival recordings he had just starting to release it. But all right. I was sitting in like Missouri State University we all went to, as I've said before in the previous podcast. I remember sitting very vividly sitting in the cafeteria and, you know, scrolling through, listening to all the tracks and they're obviously good, but like it was it was just enjoyment in the moment. And then Derek knows this obviously, but you know, he has a song called Only in Time. <laughs> Demon it's purely instrumental. I mean, I don't know. Was it on and it helped before refracted?
2: Before refracted, um, it was on a collection called "Several Years Later Inside My Head" that was on uh, Bandcamp for a little bit. Yes. I kind of yeah. abandoned that, but so it was one of my earliest things that I like did too. I think uh, I think that's what I was
0: listening to. I mean, were those archival songs?
2: Yeah, a lot of those were a lot of them I, I more recently re released, but I wanted to something that's kind of new in today's day and age is that you can go back and re edit stuff. And you have like I have full control of what I put out, so if I'm not like happy with it or I'm like, oh, I've improved on it in some way, I can re put it out. Like one I put out more recently called The Captive, it was originally called The Captivator. Um, that was off like my first ever release called more than all the universes. Um, and that's something that's very dear to me because it's one of the first things I made, but it also has a lot of emotional connotation. I won't go into right now. Uh, but I don't know. It just depends on what platform it is like, Oh, Hey, I can actually put out my stuff to a wider audience. I'm yeah. going to put on that. Cause like Spotify, is more open than like Bandcamp is. It's a lot more accessible. You can find stuff a bit more organically there. Yeah. Bandcamp, you kind of have to actively search out stuff more. So.
0: But as I was saying, not the cafeteria, like uh, the students that I was listening to, I believe it was that several years ago project. Mm-hmm. Only in Time really hit me. I don't know, like so it moved me and just like it was really well made and just it felt cinematic inspiring and you know it was on the album it's now on his like what i see just aesthetically it's his debut album
2: refracted yeah
0: spotify which you can check out but i've always loved that song we've talked about like putting lyrics to it for the frank sonatas i mean i told you gilbert and i like tried to write to it like a few months ago just kind of like surprise you in the sense of like in the sense of like a remix, I guess. Yeah. We didn't get too far, like but like we tried, like no matter what you make, like that'll always be my favorite song just because like I don't know, like because we're basically best friends and we also it's just very inspiring. But the question itself was like, of course that's my favorite track and I know that album to album, song to song, we have different connections, different connotations, different Preferences and you're always remaking songs and remastering them. Like, I was just curious if you ever have like a favorite track or a favorite project that you've done or like if the making of one song or one album has had a more profound effect on you overall. than
2: others. So Refracted was a lot. The title holds a lot of different things because there's a lot of different disparate pieces of music that I was just kind of working on just to work on them um but i chose the title refracted because i wanted to represent of even though and i I think it's kind of representative of a lot of my music is that my stuff can be seen in different ways and you know even with like a track list or a playlist depending upon the order that you listen the songs in it's going to give different context to the whole uh you know be it your listening session or whatever um and with refracted like i've even thought about doing my own playlists especially on like spotify just to give new context to certain songs and maybe people will be like oh okay maybe this is what he was trying to say with this or what if this also represents this or even just you know them finding their own context with it um but i talked about this track earlier called courage where it was just that piano line repeating um, but it gets faster it just it can the you know the bpm gets continuously faster and that's one of my favorite pieces of music that I've created because number one, it's just super simple. Uh, there's not a whole lot of fluff there, but also it also, you start off with a slow like piano melody and just that building, you get the ball rolling. I feel like it's very representative of just like, my own process about so many things or even just life itself. Like it starts off slow. You're learning new things. Wow. Okay. And then it just, it gets faster and faster. Um, But that song to me represents courage within myself. Like it takes a while to get to, you're going to get to a good point where you're just, it's just going, you know, Um, another one that's on speculum. Um, another one of my favorite pieces is one of my more recent ones, uh, which is called, hold on. It's Again, probably, sure. Yeah.
0: Since you listen to your music all day, every day.
2: Fuck off. <laughs> uh, it's called beautiful forms. And that one is, it was based a little bit on an earlier piece that I did, uh, called the dent in me. Um, But that's another thing is that I'll take pieces of music that I've worked on ages ago and I'll rework on them and then I'll expand them. And so they may still hold a little bit of that feeling that I did whenever I originally created them. They've taken on, you know, more context, but that song called beautiful forms, it's almost the opposite of only in time because only in time starts off kind of listless and, you know, almost kind of more, Happy go lucky sounding, and then you know it hits. It goes into that transition period where it starts to get darker, um, and then it just ends on that noise. And that's kind of how I felt my life at that time was. That it started off, you know, with like really good moments, and then just got worse. Um, but beautiful forms is my personal favorite. Like overall, aside from courage, uh, because it starts off kind of funky um but it just it, it arrives in a more uh contemplative you know kind of solemn area and that's kind of where i'm at now um so my favorite stuff is generally everything that i feel like represents me at a certain time so right now beautiful forms is me coming out a, yeah all right it's not to do seriously and then becoming more aware of the context surrounding my own life and experiencing all of these different things and just being more thoughtful of everything that's one of my favorites but if we're talking about just like some just you know some fun time music uh bear jam which is just a rando song like i have a playlist <laughs> called the randos my mom loves that one too but it's just if we're talking about just me, like, unfiltered, just goofiness and silliness, I love Bear Jam. It's just self-indulgence, and I like it. <laughs> well, um,
0: the cover art is a cartoon bear he always drew at the job he worked I love bears. Every week at Missouri State. So I love the art for that. I have to re-listen to Bear Jam just to remember what it is in a while, but also the transition of beautiful forms, or at least in its demo form, The dentomy is fucking flawless. So, please, everybody check it
2: out. Don't forget, I also have Stir Crazy out.
0: Sorry, Stir Crazy and The Captive. And The
2: Beautiful Forms.
0: Yeah, he released nothing for so long except our collab, and now he's released three very, very close to each other.
2: And I'm working on other stuff. I'm trying not to be so, you know, procrastinating. I don't, know the, musical, I don't know the fucking word for that.
0: I'm glad your physical constipation is ended.
2: Well, now it's more of like a slow drip, so <laughs> I'm still working out the kinks in my uh, <laughs> uh, musical digestive track. Musical rectum, we're just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That should be the name of your next album. Musical rectum.
2: I No, okay, so I have an idea of what the next uh, title will be, but I won't... I won't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You won't divul- divulge the details right now, <laughs> but I guarantee you it won't be as good as Musical Rectum. I'm just gonna say that right now. So,
2: well, you know, I've actually wanted to start a punk band for a really long time, like a pure oh, f- punk band. <laughs> but I can never. Nobody <laughs> listens to that. Every everybody here in fucking Springfield wants to play like Christian metal or like some kind of like hardcore screamo stuff. let like,
1: corn, man. <laughs> It's is, like,
2: can oh, we just not like go back to a guitar, a bass, some drums, and oh, I'm just complaining about my life? You know, I don't know. That's it's a, just oh, simple, man. Hell yeah, punk. Ask you to join a Christian metal band? Nobody has. I'm saying, me.
0: not what I asked you to do. There's more than just that in Springfield.
2: Okay, uh, do I want to play country rock? Well, okay, that might actually be I'm fun. But our band—that yeah. would that our <laughs> band was the band. I don't really have a drummer for it. It was really you
1: know cool. what? I would I would definitely pay to see you get into country rock, man. I would I would I like, like country that.
2: I like blues.
1: I like country too. I, I think I think it's underappreciated. I think that people need to bring it back to its former former glory. So yeah, hell yeah. I think I think seeing someone with your amount of creativity and shit like that going to country,
2: I like that uh, awesome. Coulter Wall was somebody I've been
1: listening to lately. And then of course Chris Stapleton. Have you listened to Orville Peck? Uh no Orville Orville Peck Orville Peck, Peck. check him out he, yeah he does some like uh music that is sort of reminiscent of west old western music mm-hmm. um so like back whenever it's called country and western more like that uh and then there's also a, 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 a artist I'll have to send you the guy's name uh from um from actually around here in the Ozarks. Um who's sort of blown up right now. Nick, I forgot his last name, but um he he uh he's doing really well in terms of country, but like there I I dig that stuff. Chris Stapleton as well. Um yeah.
2: But, but definitely
1: I, check out Orville Peck. I, I, I think you'd probably Twitty. like him.
0: Was that Nick? Twitty?
1: Conway Twitty, yeah. No, man. <laughs> he was better. He was actually pretty good. Yeah. And then of course Johnny Cash and shit. <laughs>
0: Eight.
2: wait well,
1: Wait! I
0: need to get it
1: in there So <laughs> she said hey get it, in, get it in there boy get it in there All right.
2: sorry I was pegging you for somebody who would like that
0: uh, <laughs> yeah just pegging okay. i seen Gilbert sent me a country artist in the Ozarks and he covered the grand tour but something,
1: but the same guy. <laughs> Oh, I thought you're okay. Uh, what 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 uh what he look like?
0: Uh, he just sent me a video. I think he was like in the Missouri area. I might be mistaken. It's just like it was this uh, I, think, I think black late twenties early
1: thirties guy. Uh, it's that's not him. The dude I'm talking about has a. I'll have to check him out. But dude, I'm talking about has a gnarly haircut. Let me. You know what? Let me find him. Um, Because he deserves deserves respect put on his name. Um,
0: Rest in peace for the audio listeners who can't divulge in such a...
1: Yeah, your audio is being weird, by the way.
0: All right, just attack me right away.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to attack... Nick Shoulders is his name. And um the first song I ever heard from him is called Rather Low. Um it's really good. Definitely check it out. Nick shoulders. Um,
2: like your shoulders some weight.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um the, the like you would spell the name uh, like you spell the word shoulders. Um yeah, really good guy. Um he's got a he's got this like gnarly looking mullet. He's got it shaved on the sides. It looks like a punk mullet. It's cool. It's has got shaved on the sides. And it's like a mullet. <laughs> but yeah, now check him out and check up. Uh, check out or- Orville Peck. So, Oh, hey, he's on here. Okay.
0: Noah, I'm going to ping. You, fa-
2: you found him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Whose question is next? Well, I was going to ping
0: the question to Noah's Pong.
1: oh you're 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 pinging my pong Ah, shit he's she's he's pinging my pong um (laughs) um well i don't know if i have any like specific questions but more like an observance um in terms of construction and composition of your albums um it seems like you like, at least this is an observance for me. Um, it seems like you really value um, challenging your listener. I, 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 am I right about that? How so? Um, more like, like whenever I listened to you, it was like, it was very different from a lot of things I've heard. And I, I, I kind of got from it, from what you like put out there. Um, that you kind of like, you don't seem like to really like go with what people conventionally listen to. You just kind of put it out there and like want someone to go on, like basically be on this sort of ride with you. Is that, is that kind of how you view it? Yeah. I
2: mean, I notice a lot of my stuff. Now they get me thinking it starts off a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of all over the place. I don't really structure my albums in terms of like, oh, I want a loud song here. I want a, you know, a softer song there. I just kind of go with what feels right. Yeah. And what I feel like should naturally follow. And I sometimes I want to carry the mood. Sometimes I want to, hey, you know what? Hey, we're going to cut it here. Stop. We're going to slow the tempo here and whatever. So I guess, I don't know. That's just something that kind of organically arises. I don't know. I don't have any answer to that.
1: <laughs> it just, it feels like, um whenever i listen, when i've listened to different things from you um it just feels like hey i'm gonna take you on this ride <laughs> you're gonna be on it no matter what <laughs> you know it's like it's not gonna ease you into it it's just gonna happen you know and uh the one the the one i'm most familiar with the one that has uh, that has corpus dysmorphia the album um it feels like um i don't know like I also kind of wanted to segue this into like my question another question um on that album in particular um did you get any like sort of this is specific what, what was um what which what which album was that it reminded me again
2: weathered veneer
1: weathered veneer okay so like i got a lot of industrial and i know that's like one of your influences um do you, what did, did you get any like influence from from uh um what's it called uh Ye- yeezy oh I mean, Yeezy. Uh, we're talking uh, about this earlier
2: yeezus is one of my favorite albums uh, is it really um, i can tell because yeah. i can
1: really, really tell when i listen to the album i get yeezus really well
2: i i think you i mean you're oh hey it's not like david but you sing like david bowie oh this sounds like i mean these are my favorite artists so like I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh man, I don't want to sound just like, you know, people I grew up listening to. But I, I think that's, I think it's a good thing to kind of wear your influences and see how to, okay, how did he intake this kind of info and how did he reintegrate that into his own, you know, psyche and how is this put out now? So, I mean, I don't, well, of course it's going to sound like, oh, awesome. All right, cool. But uh, not Like I said, that was just – so a lot of the stuff, especially on Spotify or, you know, like Apple Music or whatever, that I put out, I take a long time considering what goes on an album because sometimes there's stuff where I'm like, well, maybe this shouldn't be on here. And that's one of my problems about putting out stuff because then I'm always like, oh, you know what? No, let's take that out. Let's put this back on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was – I had an original project that was on Bandcamp and SoundCloud for a time uh, called Ideas, uh, but the I-N-D in Ideas was in parentheses. Um, It was more of just like raw kind of takes on my own primal, more negative aspects. And so The Weathered Veneer has taken some of those songs and some newer ones and packaged them together. And that's why I chose the title weathered veneer is that like, even though it looks like everything's good on the outside, you know, there's cuts and scrapes in there that you may not be able to see. I don't know. You can see some of the stuff underneath, but overall there's still some, you know, shine to it. That's kind of why I yeah. chose, even though it's a very negative sounding album. Um, there's a reason that on the very last song called frustration behind a facade, there is another song that I don't have titled. That comes in and it's to show that okay there's some hints at some more positive aspects um and I still haven't put that song out because I don't really want to I kind of like being it's a full song that I have but I like that just aspect of it tail ending this very negative album and then just getting hints of okay maybe there's some you know kind of light at the end of the Mm time so like in terms of oh, I'm going to take them on a ride, <laughs> especially with that, that is a very uh, self-loathing and self, you know, just torturing, you know, project. But at the end, you know, you can still learn from knocking yourself down a mm-hmm. couple of pegs. So.
1: It feels very much like, yeah. And that's what I, especially listen to the album. I got the sense of like, Oh, you're, you know very forcefully like thrown into this um but in like in a good way like um but also like i got a lot of like you you definitely mix and like um synthesize all your 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 influences in a very um just like seamless way uh i i really got like eight bit Jesus for a lot of it <laughs> Just not kidding, like eight bit Yeezus and like some Bowie thrown in there, some like Bowie from from uh Low or like yeah. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> there's um, another
2: thing me and Mitch are talking about Low is one of my favorite David Bowie albums um, oh
1: i can I can tell I'm, uh, do you, do you, um, um do you really see brian do you see brian um what's his name Brian you know? um, Eno do you see Brian Eno as like somewhat of an influence as well because I, I, I think I can see a little bit of that
2: because Brian Eno was like working through you know like the 60s and stuff just doing like his more interest you know like instrumental he you know he helped with like pet sounds and stuff I think a little bit too oh wow uh, and he's conventional influence because he's influenced a lot of the artists that have influenced me. And like, that's the same thing. Like I didn't come to really like Bowie until I found nine ish nails because nine ish nails was influenced by Bowie. Um, hey. and I don't know. It, it, it's it, he's kind of always there, but it's not somebody I have ever cited specifically. And There's a lot of yeah. like, channels is probably my biggest in terms of, pretty
1: blatant similarities um i can see that too yeah. i can really definitely see that and i can see a lot of it's just like when i listen to you i can hear a lot of your influences all at the same time like i can hear grunginess i can hear industrial um sounding stuff like it's really interesting how it all mixes together yeah. and then
2: like the uh, video game aspect
1: yeah no it's it's it, you know, a lot of them like really would fit well in a game. Really, so if you ever made a game, hey, <laughs> I want to. I want to see that. I definitely do.
2: <laughs> I've I've been. I have a because I play like D and D and stuff and some world building for that. Um, and I've always kind of had an idea or a couple of ideas for games. Like it would be more RPG focused because I like Final Fantasy mm. and all that. Uh, but I have that or another program called rpgc i don't know it's a really weird acronym um but i would probably do more of a story focused thing and kind of have like i don't know think like an interactive movie with my own music as part of the story it's probably what i would do and it's something it's something that i've really been thinking about is working on a more like an interactive album experience like maybe there's branching paths in the stories and depending upon where you go you know hear different songs with people to be like oh let's go back and what is this path oh this is a piece of music i've never heard or this is a weird variation on this other theme of this character and i, I love that aspect of stuff so it's something i've really been rolling around in my head
1: oh wow that sounds really interesting <laughs> shit <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd like, to, I'd love to see that shit. Um, what were, you, uh, Mitch? You have any, have any questions?
0: I have one last question, and to continue the trend, Noah somehow asked a very similar question to me, even though <laughs> I didn't do this beforehand. But it's not. I'll ask it anyway, just because we're here and we're loving life. But um, the last question I had was just. Again, touching on, to me, your greatest inspirations being Bowie and Nine Inch Nails and Kanye West, and then scores from Zelda and Final Fantasy, and, I mean, I find you and Noah really similar, just because you're both very well-rounded culturally, like, you have very eclectic taste, you pull from everywhere, not just, like, a specific lane, sometimes in, like, how I do, so... I mean, I can tell that they all synthesize. I was curious if any artists specifically affect a certain part of the music. Who, Like, you wear your influence on your sleeve? So, like, who affects the melody? Like, who inspires you in terms of melody, lyrics, structure, concept?
2: Okay. So, so, lyrics, it's definitely rap. Um, I would say Eminem is probably the biggest influence of my lyrics.
1: That came uh, out of nowhere, dang.
2: Well, you haven't seen a lot of my rap
1: stuff that I've like I've actually yeah listened. I I haven't I have, I'll have to check and it I kind of I want that to be a
2: surprise for you because I'm working on that that goldfish project, um, but in terms of lyrics, it's Eminem. Melody is very big in the Nobuo Uematsu, who did Final Fantasy soundtracks, and Koji Kondo does a lot of the Legend of Zelda stuff. Oh hell yeah I, yeah, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time, and the melodies in that game are so simple but they mean a lot to me uh that game is very very important to me um and so in terms of musically like that's why you know in that game you have temples or whatever that have a certain melody associated with them or melodies associated with certain characters i love motif. i feel like it's such an easy and simple, effective way to get to know what a character is like without even saying them saying anything or doing anything. You just, you just see them going about their daily business and then you have this, this own piece of music that encapsulates so much that you can't say in just dialogue or words. And that is a really big influence on like my melodies. So every melody that I have in one of my things represents a different thought pattern or moment from my life. Um, and then in terms of like, we'll say the beat, um, and this is something I've noticed more recently when it comes to the beat, I really like hard driving beats, really repetitive beats because it kind of, it, it keeps a rhythm going in my mind and helps me organize all of these disparate emotions. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, like beats do anyways, is that it keeps things on track. And I, I really just like that aspect of it. And so a lot of my songs, I don't really change the beat a whole lot. Um, and this is like, like, I feel like this is just pretty basic knowledge, but that's how important it is to me. And then in terms of like overall production, that's that kind of 3D headspace that I was talking about earlier. I try to visualize all of that within the context of, you know, like a 3D environment. Um, trying to think of other song aspects that I could expound upon. Mm, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think of?
0: I mean, in terms of like, also curious of who influences like how like you structure a song.
2: Oh, structure wise? Thetic, I mean, or like conceptual wise. Conceptual wise, it's, I would say, I don't know. I don't really have a, an idea of who influences how I conceive, you know, album track lists or, you know, kind of themes or whatever, that just comes pretty naturally for me. Um, a song structure-wise, it just, it depends on what I feel like it kind of aligns with more. Um, There's some stuff where it's a lot more pop-oriented. I feel like the bulk of my structures mainly comes from game music. Um, and it can, my music, I feel, can be a bit repetitive at times. That's because it's almost like it's supposed to be a soundtrack to a certain moment, and you kind of want it going, um, you know, in the background. It's unobtrusive, but once you notice something in it, oh, hey, the sticks! You know, that's what that video game aspect uh, really ties into. I can
1: I can easily see that in a lot of your work. So you're
0: saying that. Again, context matters, and it's more for moments than, like, enjoyment, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's enjoyment in every, you know, part of life, even the sad parts. I mean, even just being alive, I think, is good. Like, even the bad stuff. I You don't want good things happening to you the whole time that you're alive, because they're just going to be fucking boring. Um, you want other moments to contrast, to add context to other moments. So...
0: Yeah. Enough, I'm out of questions, unless Noah. Uh, I can uh, serve my tennis ball into his mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Maybe I have one more question. Do you um? Do you see yourself as um? Do you see the
2: Messiah,
1: the prophet? Do you see yourself as Jesus Christ? That's what no. I see myself um, <laughs> as
2: uh, the Buddha.
1: <laughs> good, good, good answer. Uh, I was gonna say, um, do do you separate your persona, um, in your art from who you are as yourself? Uh, is it more of a exaggerated form of yourself, or do you see you and Kyre and you and your name, you know, Kyred, like you as an artist, um, as more of the same? So, when in terms
2: in terms of Kyred, definitely, pretty much. I don't know because it depends on what type of music I'm playing. If I, if I'm doing, you know, more chiroid oriented stuff, that's going to be, that's going to have a different feel than me just like playing my guitar or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, or even playing electric guitar. So like, hmm, whenever I play bass, I'm a lot more, you know, Hey, let's go, let's groove. I just enjoy this. I just enjoy the act of doing this. Um, in terms of Kyra, that's more of like expressing myself and just trying to capture, you know, the disparate, you know, thoughts and emotions that I feel. Um, when it terms of me playing uh, acoustic guitar, that's me trying to almost kind of do the same thing as Kyra, is capture the moment. Um, but I also want to make something beautiful when it comes to that. Uh, if I'm playing drums, I just kind of want to hey, let's just, let's hammer this out. It's kind of like a form of self-therapy. Um, and when I rap, that's more of like a, okay, let's get technical of this while I'm still kind of saying stuff.
1: Wow. Uh, so yeah, that was, a, that was a really good answer. Um, so like you kind of view, uh, view things differently based on like what you're doing essentially is what you're trying to say.
2: Yeah, and this this may seem wholly unrelated, but I have a lot of characters that I've made for like, not necessarily just D and D, but other you know like games or whatever. And a lot of those are kind of like distilled aspects of myself. And so I don't know; it's hard to capture my self in totality because I feel like in everything we do, we're putting a different part of ourselves into it. Um, mm. And those are, that's what those characters kind of represent. So like, I introduced myself as Gaudy Graves earlier. That's just gonna be, you know, a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of like, you know, technical skill when it comes to rapping and stuff. And that's what that next project that I'm kind of working on, Goldfish is about, is kind of also getting into that more, you know, part of myself where it's like, oh, I'm kind of haughty. Um, or kind of like, you know, uppity. And I think better, it's like an overconfidence thing. Uh, <laughs> i have multiple characters playing through that because i have a silliness i have kind of me as the straight man and then Gotti Graves is just this overconfident braggadocio kind of dipshit uh um, <laughs> and then a character named po judith quit you is just completely off the rockers and just no filter not necessarily saying anything
1: bad just it doesn't make any sense <laughs> so
2: How about, that's, do- that's what
1: yeah have you watched very much filthy 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 frank not really um (laughs) it kind of reminds me of filthy frank in a way honestly (laughs) with all the different characters
2: (laughs) yeah i have i have a a shit ton of characters that i've made just because i like i associate i like symbolism a lot and so i'll associate i actually have put different playlists of just on my own spotify account of music that each of my personas or whatever would listen to, you know, like one, you know, and and they're, they're not all like, you know, male either. There's, there's different races, different genders, different orientations. Cause like, I feel like people are a lot more complex than what their baseline represents. I like exploring different
1: mental spaces too. So. So, hmm, wow. That's really interesting. So like you don't really see Kyred as something like different you just see like each project and different things you do as almost like an extension of a different personality essentially
2: not person i i feel like personality is not too strong of a word
1: too personal
2: it's too simple of a word i guess there's a lot more content because like we all present ourselves as different people to different people Um, yeah and i feel like with each of my projects it's a different part of like refracted is a lot more, it sounds more club music and it's a lot more technical and cold. Whereas, you know, the weather veneer is just like raw, just like heated, you know, guttural emotions. And then speculum is going to be, it's, it's a lot more stuff at peace and it's a lot more pretty sounding things, maybe a little bit more bittersweet, um, And so it's, it's almost like I'm going through my own kind of, you know, different aspects of myself into different albums. Um, And so I don't know. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot that goes,
1: (laughs) I I think about
2: my stuff way too much.
1: Great answers. (laughs) Honestly, I did not, I mean, to be honest, I did not expect that much of a, that much complexity from all that. So that's a, like right. my song "Bear Jam," answer.
2: like I said, it's just self-indulgence. That's just me playing around. I'm like, "Well, this sounds fun. Ah, fuck it, we'll put it out." we um, <laughs> have uh, one called "The Ultimate." You know, that's just gonna be like, you know what? That's just me. You know, when I'm I'm ready, I'm going. That's that pure testosterone kind of, you know, build up. Uh, or beautiful forms is me really thinking deeply about things, and you know going through different things. The same thing was like only in time. I don't know. Psychedelics have done a lot.
0: <laughs> I questions, but I actually thought of one more. If you're down. To
2: what? <laughs> I, I didn't hear you or understand you.
0: <laughs> I said I was out of questions, but I thought of one more. If you're down to answer it.
2: Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: cut it right there <laughs>
2: that's can all folks
0: can i ask you though
1: yes mitchell <laughs> ask
2: me
0: this is the interview so i'm deciding when i'm being we've made music together a lot so we've discussed the process we've discussed our end results we've discussed creating we've discussed literally everything it comes to when it comes to songwriting and i brought this up to you but i want to ask you a nice like, answer for me Noah and like people watching when it comes to me I'm very focused on how I write my lyrics and I'm very um, particular about how good the lyrics are and I find myself akin to specific ways like self-confession like um, Pinkerton by Weezer which we both love or Motion City Soundtrack or Modern Baseball world's it's methodical in the way you present it, but also it's very um, open and in a sense unfiltered and just like you're throwing up on, a, you're throwing up words onto a song in some ways. And yeah, I'm curious how you, how you see yourself filtering your music because there are, I've had a lot of ideas and stuff I want to write about, but I also, I think a lot of people will say it's all, the most important thing is the music and just the fact of self-expression but also there are certain things I find myself either not wanting to open up about or in the case of other people like for example if it's similar to a relationship I don't want to invade the privacy of someone else for my own self-satisfaction or specific catharsis so like I don't know. How do you approach how much you should, like, as you said, a lot of it is just, it's all tied to who you are, but also how you want to present yourself in a specific mindset or way. So like, how do you approach how much you filter out or is it just whatever goes, what's most important? What it is to
2: so in terms of like my own filter, a lot of it is stream of consciousness. And my mind's always jumping from one thing to another, so that's why my music also kind of sounds disjointed to a degree. um to me it hey, oh okay, that makes sense, but like is not going to make that other sense to other people who aren't like you know in my mind frame but um in terms of how I present myself, you know as an artist, I try to express the essence of who I am in a lot of ways um without adding all of the unnecessary details that come with life because there's there's a lot of things you could say that can be misconstrued as taken the wrong way because of the words you've used or how you place them and I think that's why I focus on a lot of instrumental music is that somebody can get so technical and just so bogged down with, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean when it comes to words? Or did he really mean to say this way? Or even if you say something that could come across super bad, like not everybody's going to glean the context of why those things are being said, but I think everybody has an inherent sense of like what music makes them feel like. And I feel like that's not getting in the way of, what people have their own preventives. I mean, everybody's going to have like, you know, oh, I don't really like metal music. I don't really care for this song. Um, But even if they do end up listening to that, they may still get the sense of, wow, this person's like full of anxiety or something. And, you know, maybe they don't want to, you know, experience that, but they'll still get the sense of what you are presenting. And a lot of the times stuff that I would present, I don't, you know, recognize until somebody else is like, oh, hey, you know, I noticed this in your music. I'm like, wow, okay. So, like, I learn from my own stuff and what other people, uh, you know, kind of see in my music. So, like, even though I'm presenting my current truth, the content of what that truth tells me at the time could be different, you know, years down the line. What somebody else you know, has an outsider perspective of what that truth looks like to them because then it can reveal even more truths. So it's like a running commentary on everything about myself when it comes to my music. You know, even just, you know, having this interview, I am learning things from y'all that I didn't see, you know, in my own stuff. Um, But even just trying to answer questions, I'm coming up with, Oh wow, okay. I'm seeing these patterns my own stuff. I'm seeing in the the, you know, new stuff in the patterns that you guys are picking up on that I didn't necessarily pick up on at the time. Um so it's just kind of like a running running learning process, you know. Nothing ever has like a definitive answer.
0: But on the same note, when it comes to like like when you're not necessarily writing about yourself or maybe something that happened to you, but like when you're specifically talking about another person, for example, like you mentioned writing about issues you had have with your father early on, or I know a few of your projects have centered on like the ramifications of a breakup, similar to
2: the
0: music I've written about. So like when it comes to writing about an event or another person, like how careful are you with filtering how much you let on or like, do you believe that? I mean, there's always
2: going to be an an error. error.
0: Want like it's about the music more than anything.
2: When it comes to that, I feel like even if you say something about somebody else, that that's like that, you know, that's the free speech thing. Even if you say something about somebody else, that is the truth that you're presenting. Other people are free to be like, that's not that's not how I see it or that's not how it was. Truth, I don't know. I, I believe more in shared truth because everybody has their own perspective on stuff. Once people see something and a lot of people... See, that's just it's getting into a really big philosophical discussion. We're supposed to be talking about music, but uh, when it comes to other people, you know, I say as much that is needed to understand where I'm coming from without downplaying anybody else or shitting on them. Um, I'm trying to come at it from my perspective of events. I don't want to definitively say anything that I think, Oh, this is what they experienced because I can't, I can't fully say, um, or even an event, I've tried to write stuff you know more globally focused, you know, not focused on me, and that stuff I'm more hesitant to put out because in the wider space, there are so many different voices that I don't want to not say something that could I, yeah, I don't want to put out something that can be misconstrued or you may not have thick you know experience to talk about the subject or whatever, which. That's just, you know, kind of a sign of our times today. I prefer, you know, being able to hear everybody's opinion and stuff. I don't know. This makes me sound like some alt-right type of dude, but that's not what it is at all. Uh, It's just, there's, like I said, if there's any, if there's one key word about everything I say, it's about context and there's no guide on how to parse it out. You just kind of have
1: to figure it out yourself. So. All right. And any take, you know, I would say one takeaway you should take away from that is uh, that uh, Derek is a Nazi. Cons- uh, confirmed. <laughs> what a
0: coincidence!
2: <laughs> Mitchell's the one too. Oh
1: crap! Mitchell, <laughs> you didn't tell me this. He refuses to shave his head, though, so that's why he shaves his face all the time. Ah, uh, okay. So he's trying to do it reverse. I see. <laughs>
0: is <laughs> just, you know, being a regular human being.
1: <laughs> but, no. yeah, but what yeah. was I going to say? No, also, I don't have any other questions, really.
0: Well, I think it's safe to say, at least from Derek's end, this was a very satisfying interview. and uh, We appreciate having you on. I find myself admiring you even more somehow after this whole thing. You're uh, Thanks. quite the creator.
1: Yeah, you're a really intelligent dude. I already knew that, but like, wow, you you got some great like great explanations for things, like very eloquent in how you put things. Yeah, I thought you were stupid. Oh thanks, because I don't feel that way at all. Yeah, well, I feel know, like no, I'm just I you were... word salad. <laughs> I mean, no, two
0: and a half years it was stupid, but you proved me wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Um the, uh maybe we sh- you should take this moment to like uh give a shout out to your to your work for um anybody who's who's reached the end here.
2: Um okay,
1: so my porn hub account is called big dick big no, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh I'm only fans. Anyway, no, you are, you are the only ones
1: Yeah, feed pics. Fucking
2: Yeah, no. Um <laughs> Uh, look up Kyred, Q-I-R-E-D. Uh, my stuff's on the most major music platforms. I have an Instagram, too. It's uh, Kyred94, all lowercase. Uh, Facebook page that I have neglected to really do anything with.
0: Even the numbers? What? The numbers are lowercase, too?
2: <laughs> yes, they're Roman numerals. In fact, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, is there anything else I'm going to plug? I don't think so. Plug Except it. for Mitchell.
0: Plug it. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: What's your new song, Sarah? Um, I have The Captive and Beautiful Forms and what was the other one?
0: Stir Crazy.
2: Stir Crazy. Uh, don't even try to spell that. Just find a Kyred stir crazy s-t-1-r-c-r-a-7-underscore-y and uh where can i where can i, <laughs>
1: where can spotify, I be found
2: spotify apple music uh deezer title i think napster um, oh
0: shit tiktok
2: <laughs> pirated off the internet TikTok? if you somehow email me i'll probably give you a couple of copies tiktok <laughs> None of it, I don't know. You don't have to buy any of my stuff, really. I'm on Bandcamp, too, Uh, if anybody wants to check out. There's probably some stuff or some earlier versions of stuff that are on Bandcamp and in different orders. So if you kind of dug the more different contexts for my songs and, you know, song orders and stuff, hey, there's some stuff on there that may not even be released on the other stuff um, and in different forms and a lot more rustic and art too, I guess. I really like a lot of the covers that I need to put out again because those covers are good.
0: Yeah, the more than all that's the two man horn really good. specifically.
2: Thanks for reminding me of that. I'm gonna cry now. I'm just I... kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. See a lot of those I have songs that are out now on the major, you know, like music platforms. But that's that's a good go back Cool. Go to the band camp and check out some of the earlier stuff. You checked out the Spotify stuff already. You'll get a different perspective with certain songs and all that. Context. Maybe that should just be the title of my next like album, Context.
0: Yeah, you love playing with context.
2: Yeah. Oh, beautiful forms can be looped, by the way.
0: <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, I
1: don't know. I <laughs> figured I'd throw that in there. I was just thinking about that.
0: Thanks. I'm going to get right on that.
1: He's gonna be looping it while he guys is asleep. So he sh- can think about you.
0: Like kid Cuddy. Alright. Well
1: somebody's gonna be like why is he just staring at the
2: camera for like ten seconds? <laughs> I was I was gonna say if you guys picked up I'm like, oh shit, did he freeze?
0: You tried on the earlier. I'm I'm done playing your games. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Derek, Kyra, whatever you want me to call you. Um, Daddy. Derek, yeah, you get it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry for all the gay jokes. So we all three specifically do that a lot with each other. So hopefully that's shown through because it's a special place in my heart. And somewhere else that's warm. But there- We're not
2: going, let's not circle back around the warm penis. Dude, I wasn't going to oh. say it. You said <laughs> You said it, not me. (laughs) Give me some of that warm dick, please. (laughs)
0: okay. You're getting really dirty.
2: (laughs) I just want to make you uncomfortable.
0: But thank you for joining us for, uh, I think, your first interview, but our our first interview as a podcast. We appreciate your time.
2: Well, thanks for giving me an extra platform. Of
0: course. And technically,
2: Noah
1: joined us because me and you were already in a call.
0: Yeah, we were hanging out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, y'all been hanging out for, like, hours now, shit.
0: Yeah, we do. Well, here's my goal to give Derek a bigger platform in any way. So, hopefully.
1: hell yeah.
0: It's true. So, thanks, everybody, for watching, whether you skipped around or followed through to the end, which, I don't know, why did you do that?
2: Hey, if nobody listens to my stuff, at least this will be on YouTube, which will last a while.
0: And then nobody will watch this. So, it's just another, another step from the fire.
2: Put some. Have you put links out on Instagram?
0: Yeah, every time. Uh,
2: I don't get on Instagram. See, that's one of my problems. Is that I don't market my shit at all.
0: Yeah, that's my job. If you refuse
2: to do.
1: It. I, I. Yeah, here, a job you've and, been
2: failing at. No, I'm me, me and
1: Mitchell have have this thing where where he he uh he puts it out the day <laughs> he releases it, and then I like am so busy a lot of times, and I do it the day after. But I feel like it, there's a beauty to it. I feel like, you know, he puts, he puts it on his story. He's like, hey, we were just released a new video. I don't say anything about it. And I wait, wait the next day. And it's just like, oh, well, we have like a steady stream of people viewing it. It's not all just one day.
2: Well, it's just because I – Yeah, kind of like a
1: two-tiered approach. Yeah, it's a two-tiered approach.
0: I just spend too much time on marking all the timestamps and making the thumbnails and putting it out there. It's like, it's just, I need to get rid of it. Like, it just needs to go out of my <laughs> – to
2: yours uh, one more plug um, sometime within the next year, uh, I will be starting my own podcast called duly noted uh, <laughs> is this for real or is this
1: true? I this want to true. it's just I
2: don't know what the fuck I'm gonna talk about, so oh.
1: so are we so are we are you just gonna sit there and then wait for someone to like have someone talk at you, and then at the end you're like duly noted
2: and then <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> I don't know I just like the name <laughs> because it fits. I don't know I would probably just talk about whatever the fuck I feel like.: it, so. You and your brother. Oh yeah. Well, put he doesn't a- want to do it now, so I think I'm just going to do it solo. I don't know even know if, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just start like reading Rando shit. Like today, you know, make a list of all of the weird thoughts that I had. I don't know.
1: I listen to that. You've, you've got some pretty cool, weird thoughts.
0: Experimental podcast.
2: Like today. I have three birds that come and eat at my bird feeder that I have on my porch now. And I named them boss Briggs, Sprig, and Friga. There you go. Frig- do we notice? <laughs> do, do we notice? <laughs>
0: podcast 10 seconds long?
2: <laughs> no. It'd probably be like a collection of things. I don't know. Maybe it'd be like a stream of consciousness. That'd be cool. I don't know. I thought I also thought about doing some like video game streaming and shit.
0: Anything to get your name out there, you deserve it.
2: Anything to get extra money. No, sure. Just kidding.
0: Dampen my sentimentality. I get it. But Derek, thank you again, and um, thank you Noah for being. My trusty sidekick and taking a lot of the lead on this one and all my questions. I really appreciate. It.
1: <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, Mitch. Why, why else would you're I, I gonna, be here? I'm gonna let you
2: finish, but no. <laughs> all I'm
1: so are you trying to? I'm Taylor I'm, Swift. You're Taylor Swift. I'm Kanye.
2: <laughs> you are not as pretty as Taylor Swift.
0: That, yeah, I'm pretty good. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> Next go around, we have, I think I think you need to be the question asker and I add on things to it.
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out, but um, I'm just being passive. But thank you guys for watching. This has been the Eminem show. We'll be back next week with more album reviews. Reviews in the future, and Derek will be a guest on some of those discussions. So watch out for him and check him out everywhere you can. Thank you, and duly uh, noted.